I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. We brought it back. We brought it okay. back. Yay. We brought it back because we, we don't have a new one yet. So <laughs> I'll we'll keep it. It's always going to be. Exactly. Hey, can so, I say something real quick? Can I? Okay, go ahead. Finish the intro. Let's <laughs> 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 happen right here. Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On the show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Yes, you hear her. Lisa Bullock-Haja is back. It's three in a row, right? It's three in a row? Yeah, interrupting shit, folks. Shit, three she in a row. She must be on summer vacation or some shit. <laughs> you know? Until she takes off and go to Italy or uh, some, something. Don't tell nobody, you know. She's just going to disappear on her brother. Gets lost. <laughs> what you was going to say? <laughs> on a tramp steamer somewhere. I mean, what oh, the hell? I'll have, to sh- I'll have to share the link on the thing, but it's one of my, my Twitter peeps on there, and we were making fun of... I don't know if you guys saw that meme that went around and went viral where they had they were putting like acrylics on all the superheroes right, 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 right. <laughs> and like oh, the bonnets yes. and stuff. And so the girl who started it, she's fabulous. And I can't, I'm sorry, love, I can't remember your hand though, but anyway, she, she kind of hangs around on Twitter with the same kind of people that I yeah. kind of follow and kind of follow around with. But she went to like the, the recent event, the fan, the fan out event where Chris Evans was and she actually took a picture and she was saying, should we tell him, you know, <laughs> that I was the one that started that thing? <laughs> and she did. She took a picture of him with yeah. him together and then she took the picture and put acrylics of the picture of her and him together really? with the bonnet. <clears throat> That's funny. And the thing that was so funny about it was it was just something like typical black girl stuff. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, the stuff that we do, the acrylic nails, mm-hmm. and everybody know what a bonnet is, or you're getting your hair wrapped and do you some things. And it was just like that kind of like black girl magic. And like, I think Don Cheadle shouted it out and said, oh, thank black Twitter for that, you know, the whole mm-hmm. acrylics thing. So I just want to shout that out. It was just hilarious. It was like a fun thing that kind of went viral. And, we and need I, some more fun shit. And I did. I because they even said, And I even suggested, this is how fast Twitter is. Because I even said, oh my God, I'm crying laughing at this thing. And I said, well, I need somebody to put Nick Fury and some Patti LaBelle hair from the 80s. <laughs> Ten minutes later, one of the Ten people was following, they put it up there, and I was crying. Somebody else had put yes. him in some Marcel finger waves with the acrylics. <laughs> and I thought, this is the type of content right. that I sign up for. So it was a nice, <laughs> funny thing, and I was like, oh my God, black people are amazing. Right. <laughs> Just want to share that. That's Just hilarious. want to share that. Mm-hmm. Then we got my man Chris Derrick in the house. What it do, Chris? <laughs> Not much just doing today. Yeah, he's like living day by day. Listen, bitch. listen, <laughs> we were giving energy. We was up here. Hi. You tossed it over. Pass the ball. It's called contrast. You gotta have contrast in everything you do or you get bland. It's that That's simple. Sound like an old Negro out there. <laughs> the camera is panned from the house Negroes and gone out to the fields now, and he's like, 
what was me out here? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what's just going surviving. on. Today we're gonna do no. I just um. Lisa said you supposed to pass the duchy from the left hand side. From the left hand side. No, I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm just you know just uh um. Oh man, I don't know. It's I've been kind of in a, in a weird space the last week or so. Mm. My head's going crazy. We all do that. I hear you. Yeah, we all do that. I had like a good couple meetings this week. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um. Did you guys see that tweet I put out the other day? Yeah. You saw it. Well, you saw it. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I was talking about, (laughs) this just might translate. I was talking about, so I was just sitting here in the office and I was working on, you know, the the big project I'm working on. And I was like, all of a sudden I started freaking out. I mean, just like, you know me, I'd never really ever do. Suddenly, all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, like. I got to go in and pitch this thing like in a couple of weeks. Like it just occurred to me, the realism of all that <laughs> shit. And so I just, and you know me, I hardly ever tweet things, hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And I just tweeted how I felt at the time and got like a ton of responses back. Mm-hmm. In essence, I was saying I'm working on this big project for these big producers and I'm realizing that I'm kind of scared and excited at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I said, but then also I'm realizing that's when I know it's right. Yeah, that's a good when space you have. To be the fear yep. and the excitement well, well, of the same. You yeah, know what there's, I mean? there's, yep. a, there's a there's a there's a good fear you have to right. embrace when you're writing or doing anything creative. Mm-hmm. I think if you it keeps you kind of hungry. Well, if you think yeah, about mm-hmm. but I think if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. about it, then you. I don't know if you can really turn the right critical eye in your own work if you're comfortable about right, it. Right. If you're unsure, mm-hmm. like, is this fucking good? I don't know yet. Then it kind of puts you in a position of like you're you focus more, mm-hmm. and I think it's one of the things that like where you want to like keep striving the projects that you do is to stay on that as that you don't feel comfortable yeah. in what you're doing. I mean, like the project I'm working on now, like the film mm-hmm. I'm working on, it's like some of it's scary because I'm like fuck, like this is. I don't know how to do this. Mm. I'm doing something that I haven't seen. I mean, I've seen a few people do it. So you're challenging yourself. It's challenge, yeah. Right. And there's a fear because it's like I don't know how because because you don't rely because you can't fall back on things that you know how to do right. well that you like learn. Oh, I know how to do this really well. Not this time because mm. I don't know how to do because I've never done this before. <laughs> right. you know, and it's exciting and like the type, and the project that I'm working on is like uh, it's got a, it's just a lot. There's so many moving parts in it. And you know it's multi genre thing, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know when I'm like doing something, I'm, I'm jumping around through different the different storylines, and it's like how do I keep the genre right? Okay, I'm in the sci fi one now. Oh, now mm-hmm. I'm in the romance, mm-hmm. and it's like so my head is like it's just it's a puzzle. It's a real puzzle. Yeah. You know, I was listening to mm-hmm. to, to Brian Copleson's thing the mm-hmm. moment the other day, and he had everybody um, should be listening. listening and he, I and, love and him. There was, a, there was a replay of the episode with Tony Gilroy, and as you know, a big fan. You yes, fan. and um, <laughs> Sir Tony, I, Sir Tony, <laughs> Sir Tony Gilroy. And he, he interesting. He was talking about. He was like, look, you know, the thing about screenwriting is um, once you kind of get the creative idea, mm-hmm. it's math. And, and he was like, because you you're trying to solve a problem. Right. Like he like, like he's he's gonna go here. Or she and if he does that, then she's gonna do this, this, and this. She right. can't do this. She can't do this because if we go here and here, then it's gonna lead, it's gonna lead to the wrong thing. So he he kind of equated to a math problem, and I thought that was interesting way to look at mm-hmm. like actual screenwriting is mathematics. You know, yeah, I thought that's mm-hmm. strange, but mm-hmm. um, but but you know what's funny though? I've been listening to this podcast, and the writer is which you would love. I don't know this one. <clears throat> it's fucking brilliant. Um, and it, the, the he 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 sets it up at the beginning where. 
um, like say say you're an artist, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a songwriter. So you come into the studio for like the first hour, like we do in the writer's room. We just start talking about your life or what you've been up to, you know, the parties you're doing or whatever the fuck. And um, <clears throat> he was talking about there was some big hit he wrote. Um, he was talking about how the artist came into the studio. She had a hangover and she was talking about like some bullshit that just happened with this guy, whatever. And he was like, oh, that's a good line. You know what I mean? Mm. And they built off of that, and it was one of the biggest, like, number one hits, like, last nice. year, right? <clears throat> and nice. so so I'm saying that to say that um, this podcast, Chris, you would enjoy because he interviews all of these songwriters, and they all talk about it from the point of view of story. Mm. You know what I mean? And where, mm. the, <clears throat> where the story comes from. Um, and it could just be a word. It could be, a, you know, like they were just shooting the shit. And his mom said that they were interviewing this big country um, singer. And his mom said some line to him about, um, you know, that they always give you some wise, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way she said it is a, something we've actually heard before. Mm-hmm. But it's like some country little addition okay. to okay. it. And I was like, almost like, don't put the grave in the yada, 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 like some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but he turned that around into a theme. That became an anthem, <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Just in little shit, but it's about listening to words or listening to phrases and stuff and finding the facts. Oh, you have to do you that. You, I mean? You have, I mean, just, you know what? The other day I was just scanning through because uh, of the debates, right? right? You know, and um, you watched that. Too? No, no, no. I, I, I watched it. I didn't watch the debate. It was hilarious. Some of it was funny, but I was, I sc- I was scanning through, <laughs> I was scanning through Twitter when it was on because I wanted right. to people. Some of people right. react, and it's like. Some of the comments that people say mm-hmm. are such fascinating lines. And I was like, I'm going to scribble all this down. Because if someone said this in a movie, you, you fucking laugh. Because I laugh yeah. out loud. I was mm-hmm. like, who the fuck would say that? And I was like, but it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's just, I don't know, it's interesting stuff. Um, no, I mean, like, I I agree with you about, like, that's the interesting thing about you bring up country music. Because country music, we talked about this before mm-hmm. offline a lot. There's such great, fascinating story. Like, like they're probably the best storytellers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like because they wise. have so much rules they, in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like being on a network show compared to cable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a reason why they can have a procedural show run for 50 years, right. and a cable show can only go for four seasons. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you throw it all in the pot, you like we run out of story. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it, it has a mm-hmm. little similarity where the rules. Apply to keep you online. Yeah, there's you know a there's mean? a I, I should there's the link. There's a podcast I listen to called oh, what the fuck's this guy's name? Malcolm Gladwell has a podcast. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. I'll find out. Put a link on it. But he did an episode <clears throat> of where he compared. It was kind of like it's called like the saddest song in the world or something like that. Mm. And he compared like. These songs from like Tom Petty and mm-hmm. like uh, and Rolling Stone, some of these Rolling Stone songs from the sixties, huge, huge hits about right. this, this, uh, you know, like this, uh, just tragic love. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and look at this. There's only like there's there's only so many words here, and the refrain is a lot, and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. that's like most of the song. He was like, here's this country song, <laughs> and he went in and it's like this, and like and and every line is like this stab to the gut or stab to the back. And I was like, fuck, like that's deep. Right. That's Real pain in the writing, and I yeah, think you have to be really trans. I know this isn't the conversation, but we just there's a rant room. Um, <laughs> you have to be really transparent when you're writing something like like. Let's translate this to screenwriting. <clears throat> I was just talking to a writer the other day <clears throat> who was working on this bio story, and she was really a, a fuck is that noise? <laughs> 
Why y'all making all the noise in here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a bell outside. On she the, was really on the attached to a lot of the things that really happened. And we've had lots of discussion that you have to have license within stories and whatever, right? And um, the thing for me is, is you always have to give yourself room, right, to whatever may have happened in real life may have been sounded interesting to you. But if you don't see it on the screen as an audience member, is it, is it interesting to the audience? You know what I mean? <clears throat> because you might be like, oh, well, but that's what happened. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm bored. You know, I'm looking yeah. at this on the screen. I'm not just reading it in your script. I'm looking at it. Well, a, you well, know what I mean? well exactly. Because yeah. this, this, okay, the thing about events in people's lives are, particularly these biopics, and like, I, you know, we both noticed we've gone through this so much, mm-hmm. is that there are events that are fucking cool because they're interesting revelations about someone. Mm. Right. But that doesn't mean they're like dramatically interesting f- to watch, mm-hmm. and and that's why and that's where a lot of biopics stumble because mm-hmm. they show you things that somebody thought was and it, and it, and, they, and they are cool moments. They're like fuck, that's like it's a cool moment. That's keyword moment. But right. that's not mm-hmm. a dramatic moment just because right. it's and that and that's why you get bored because then it's like you're just showing me something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where. The difference is when you watch kind of like a bio right. pick versus like a documentary is that in the documentary, the thing that really makes when they talk about things interesting is it might be the real person who's telling you that, mm-hmm. you know, and that person who's, who's now showing a sense of vulnerability about them, about their, their own life in retrospect. Mm-hmm. That's what's fascinating and connecting. But that's not interesting if I just saw it and it's like, you know, it's some actor playing that role because it's not enough. Not enough. Well, one of the things that I always find <clears throat> that always comes about is when somebody is specifically like younger writers, when, because I stopped saying baby writers, by the way. I hate the word now. Thank hate you. It, hate it. I so, it. <clears throat> younger writers tend to, because you hear, you should write the thing that you know. So, what you usually do is you write, oh, well, I grew up this way. Mm. You know, which usually, I'm going to write a, 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 a TV script about a young, a young lady who moved from New York to, um, to become a writer, to become an actress. I'm like, no, but we've seen this script nine million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And everybody writes. That's not, that's not what we're that? talking about. Right, that's right, not what we're right. talking about. What we're talking about is what's the story within you that nobody else knows about, right? What's that, what's that thing? Like, mm-hmm. for, for example, my first script was Rebel Yell about the skinheads. People didn't know the skinheads weren't racist at first. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me tell that story, right? right? So... Um, so, so instead of going, oh, let me write the story about how I moved to LA and became an actor. Like, no, bitch, we've seen that story. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Find the story within the story that's interesting, not just the the one that's on the nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. I've. By the Jasani way, it's just Sonny. Yes, hi. <laughs> there it is. Ah, and there we go. <laughs> I have to announce myself. <laughs> I think I, because I, I was thinking about that too, because I think I would talk about it another time, I think right. with you, Hilliard, about um, story and the stories we have inside and like, do we write what we know? And what if I don't, what I know isn't as much. Mm-hmm. But I was interesting because I um, recently was doing a sales and marketing position yeah. where... I was like struggling with uh, my leader and thank you. This is service, everyone. Y'all didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was struggling with my leader and I realized like, it's funny. It was like a revelation I felt about myself Mm -hmm. and within that revelation and I want to be specific, but I don't 
Did fully Prince, remember. Did, did Prince show up in his spirit? Prince. You, yeah. You had a revelation, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we did we did a dance together. I was like, <laughs> Prince, don't go. <laughs> and then he left. And then I had a revelation. <laughs> I think he lied like Tupac. Okay. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, but it, I like as soon as I got it, I came up with a story around it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It was about, I realized one day that I was entitled. And I didn't know that. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, revelation. You are a millennial, bitch. Of course you think you're not. <laughs> well, you know what? I was born in New York, so I always held that. Like, I'm not like LA people. <laughs> Turns out I am. <laughs> Sad <laughs> day. I am. <laughs> I just like them. So, um, I, I was like, I want to write a story about someone who thinks they deserve something. They're going to get something because of who they are. Hmm but realizes that someone who worked harder and did more behind the scenes work overtopples them at that moment where they're like, okay, this is mine. And they're about to get a prize. So I ended up making like a middle age story about a King, a Prince who was like, I'm going to be King and mm. da da And then his sister like turned the whole town against him basically and had this whole plot going. And soon as the father died, she was like, now I'm queen, and this Sound, is why. Sounds okay. very Shakespearean. <laughs> You're banished <laughs> yes, to the kingdom. Yeah. Banished. Yeah. 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 And, and I use the fact that what I know is that learning about myself and learning that I'm entitled, and I use that, and right. it just went I like magical. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, well, you know. I okay. <laughs> Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Keep your thought, Chris. Y'all missed it. <laughs> Matter of fact, you need to keep that going because I feel okay. like Just Sonny just pulled out an Asian. He made, he, made started, it, he made his <laughs> comments <laughs> And I'm it went <laughs> Apparently in church now y'all yeah. in church. What were you saying Chris? Mm-hmm. What was I saying? Um, oh so You know it's, it, it's, it's such bad advice To say write what you know Because The people <clears throat> who teach that they leave it at that. Exactly. Yeah. And they know that they mean. That's not what they mean. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 right. and it's like they're so, and they've been in such positions of like academia. <clears throat> Here's a lot, you know, when you're taking writing classes and that they don't realize that they need to unpack that. I hate saying that word. That's why. They, I actually don't hate it. In this context. They. Uh, well, well, what are you looking for there? But that no, makes no, no, sense. No, no, no. They need to like explain what they mean and detail it out. Okay. Because. It doesn't make sense to anyway, but it's just my own pet peeve about okay. that word. But so, um, um, we all have words we don't like. Those. Dude, I, there's so many. There's so many. I just unravel. Not, not even. No, no, Stacey, it's fine. Pour out. What What's the word? Give us the word. Yeah. No, no, no. So, 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 what I'm saying is, is because what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and everyone. Who's creative or wants or, or thinks they're creative is passionate <clears throat> about something. Right. What happens is you have maybe been doing something for, I don't know, five, ten years, something like that, that you've been really passionate about, mm-hmm. that you no longer see that as interesting from the point of view of what someone else finds interesting. Because it's something you're yeah, into. So it, it, the, it's the, the personal familiarity with, that you have makes it less. Uh, fascinating to you but, but the reason why you got into it in the first place is because it was fascinating mm-hmm. to you and that's what you you know can write about that's or, or, or that's what you might paint you know it's like there was this, there's this woman that I know she's a photographer and um, and she does these really interesting photographs that 
are just they're photographs of door handles and door locks, hmm. and and they're in, but and that doesn't seem interesting at all, right? That is totally interesting. I would say to me. it sounds interesting to me. But, I'm a weirdo. Yeah, but to a certain, but to a certain degree, so, so I because I, I, I went to this uh, photo this photo exhibit. She had these <clears> things, <throat> and the thing is, is that they're such like they're, they're such they're 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 so close ups and macro photography thing, and it's kind of images repeated and sliced up. That when you look at it, you don't really know what it is. And she was like, "Okay, can you guess what it is?" And I was like, I had to look at it for a while, and I was like. That looks kind of like a door handle. She's like, exactly. Mm. And, I, and I was like, and so, but it looked weird. I said, like, so what you should do? She was like, I was out in Argentina one time for vacation, and I noticed all these interesting, the way their doors are different than ours. Right. So I just photograph those, and I go down there, and I photograph them constantly, and and I build them up. And these her paintings are like, you know, they're like these 10-foot-tall things, and she does, install, I mean, photographs these installations. So you wouldn't look at it and say, oh, it's just a doorknob. She does, she she like pushes it so in this right. abstract space, right. and it's like, and that's what keeps it fascinating to her. <clears throat> but she, mm. but but it's, but how she, she elevated it. She elevated right. it, and that's what it is. You got to find this idea that, that you, that you some little trick you found in the world and elevate it to this position that that, that, that other people will find it like, right. what the fuck is that? What you think? Speaking, yeah. Speaking of elevated, mm. which brings me to our topic. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we put the brakes on all this. We put the brakes on. <laughs> no, because I'm sitting here like, okay, let me jump in here. Let's turn the page real quick. <laughs> Back to me. No, not even a clean transition. Speaking of elevated. No, but it was a part because he said the word elevated and it fits in perfectly okay. with the, the thing. But, <laughs> okay, but I, can go, okay. I can go back. <laughs> Speaking of elevated. <laughs> so last Thursday, I went out to the Writers Guild to go hang out and um, eat some nice food mm-hmm. and have some nice libations. And apparently they were having a panel there too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> No, because you know when I go places, the first thing I always say, "Where there be food and libations," because mm-hmm. you know I'm busy. I do stuff, and it's like, oh, I gotta get food and stuff. So whenever I come out to do anything out of my shell, it's like, "Where there be food?" Yeah. So anyway, I was coming anyway because uh, Hilliard was on a panel for the LGBTQ um, and genre writers committees came together and put a panel called Super Querios. Uh, LGBTQ plus, writer, uh, plus writers giving a voice to the hero in all of us. And basically the panel was talking about how now we have all these different TV shows and, and movies and things that are coming out that are basically, for the first time in a long time, um, <clears throat> giving um, queer and gay characters agency storylines in TV shows right. where they're not the little side character they're not being killed off, killing all your gays, you know, and doing terrible things, and not making them being the plot of a joke, not being made fun of, where they have their own lives and their own things. So I came to check it out, and I want to talk about that, because one of the things that's interesting is, you know, uh, Hilliard being one of the few gay black male genre writers out in the game right now, um, I really want us to talk about that because it's kind of like when we talk about marginalized groups getting into writing and writing their stories and making sure their voices are heard. Um, You know, gay voices are one of those ones that always, you know, no matter what other, you know, 
marginalized thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. When we bring up sexuality, people get the heebie-jeebies like, oh, you know, we can't show that on TV. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you got murders and heads exploding. Right. But, but we can't two, take two, two people, yeah. you know, not that's even crazy. that. They're holding hands and yeah. they're in a house and they have yeah. a child. And what is this? What yeah. is this satanic thing? You know, it's so over the top crazy. And um, Is it though real? <laughs> <laughs> and on that panel, they happen to have uh, Emilio Ortega Aldrich, who's one of the co-producers on Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Tom Farrell, who's an executive story editor on DC's Universe as a Doom Patrol. And they also had um, Drew Greenberg, who's the OG. A, the OG, who's a writer and producer on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they were on the panel with Hilliard. He goes back to Buffy and Shinder? Oh, God, way back yeah, in the day. Yes. And, you know, and, and Buffy and all that stuff is one of the few shows that were coming out, especially, and we're talking particularly you know, genre shows, where, you know, you had queer characters. But a lot of times back in those days, too, it was kind of like, not explicit, but kind of implied, like, mm-hmm. oh, they could be, the, you know, or that's my roommate person, so, you know, mm-hmm. my friend on the side, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting to a point where they can be front and center. And, of course, with the brand new, um, and I forgot, there was the other young lady who's writing Nancy. for the new, uh, the Batgirl TV Nancy. show. Yeah, sure. Oh, I forgot she wasn't in there. Right, right, she wasn't in yeah. the panel. So, sorry, yeah. what's her name again? I want to say Nancy Shue. Okay, so like Nancy, apologies, your name's not in the... I, I have yeah. the program for the thing. So, And she's writing on the brand new uh, Batgirl TV show. And right. In case you didn't know, Batgirl's bisexual. And yes. what I, I like about it... I thought she was just a lesbian. I don't know. I've always read her as being I thought, bisexual. Yeah, I thought she was going to be a lesbian in too. Kane, she might be. I think. Kane, so. yeah. But, uh, uh, well, I'm going from the comics. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about the comics. Right. Yeah, yeah. The comics yeah. But the TV show, we'll see. I think they might just have her just be gay. Right. Um, I'll have to check. You guys can always let me know and verify. But the point is... It's a superhero character, the main character, so you know you can't kill this bitch off. Because <laughs> the show is called Batgirl. Right. <laughs> and if you kill her, like, we're killing our gays. You can break it's her just, back. It's just going it to be her motorcycle right. <laughs> driving by itself. Nancy Q. Nancy, hi, Nancy. K-I-U. So, hi, Sorry. Nancy Q. So, yeah. And so, you know, so they're talking about these new characters that are on TV shows now who are having their own world, their own space, their own agency. And I kind of wanted to talk about that because... It's important. We talk about being seen, representation, and all of that. Um, I'm just curious to know, you know, your thoughts. And Jason, you can jump into just, you know, hell yeah. Just to me, it's exciting. <laughs> to me, it's exciting. But I think the pushback is when people start getting caught up in sex. It's kind of like when we talked about our other episode on striking vipers, mm-hmm. and just like I was telling mm-hmm. you, it was like that episode brought out so much conversations in people. Right. It was weird, and I'm like. But you weren't tripping. It was Black Mirror. You weren't tripping when the first episode of the first season was a dude fucking a pig. Exactly. Y'all didn't really say nothing about mm-hmm. that too much. You know? Like, in fact, okay. that was the litmus test. <laughs> that was the litmus test to see if he's going to continue on with the show. But other than that, there's no bruja. But to have, you know, characters a, that could or maybe gay or sexually, that kind of thing, it was like, oh my I, gosh. I have a theory. What's your theory, sir? Here's my theory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it like just saying. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> Do it. (laughs) I have a theory. I was thinking that the reason, because it used to be that black people were the first people to get killed off on a TV show or on a movie, whatever the fuck. And here, I always thought this is why. Whether it be a movie or a TV show, usually the straight leads, right, or the white leads, are usually the ones who are a couple... They're the ones who are in love. They're the ones who have the compassion for each other. So you have to, I hate to say the word, like them, mm. you know, or relate to them in some way, where the other characters are just, you know, um, 
Um, they're support. foils. They're right. foils. Right. 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 I mean, right. just let me it, finish my yeah. thing. Right. And so what happens is, <clears throat> I think, let's take a TV show, for example. Why I think it's easier for the, the, the room to kill off a gay character or a black character is because we, don't, we haven't went home with them yet. We only see them at work for the most part, mm-hmm. at the school, whatever the situation is. So we haven't really spent time loving them the way that they do some of the other characters. Us, as fans, love them because we have a black character, we have a gay character, mm-hmm. we have a whatever, LGBT character. Not because we've fallen in love with them because they've given them agency in some way. Right. Not always. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just we're so excited to have one right. that we root for them immediately. You know, like I'm, I was telling somebody the other day, about like I'm a huge um, boxing and Chris knows um, UFC fight UFC fan. I'm the type of dude I'll watch two guys and I don't know who they are, so I immediately want the black guy to win. I'm just gonna keep it real with y'all. Mm. But if the black dude is a dick and showing off and doing all that Mayweather shit, I immediately want the Latino guy to win or the white guy to win or whatever. I immediately go, no, dude, you you lost me. I don't like all that showing off. I'm like, whip his ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So we naturally have a bias inside of us, right? Mm. But it can turn if you, to me, they become more likable when they're getting their ass beat. Well, I feel like if now. that makes sense? Yeah. I feel like now we kind of get to this, this point. Like we get to these little plateaus. For example, um, if we talk about black characters, for a while there, it was like, yay, black characters were on TV. Now, if you grew up in the 70s, 80s, you were just happy to see a black person. Right. Even if they were terribly written, mm-hmm. we were just so happy to see them on there. Yeah. Now we reached a point now where it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for me personally to have the one token black person. It's not acceptable to have, you know, one type of black person, the ambiguously light skinned, could be comfortable, you know, what you're really doing is you want to create characters that white people want to sleep with and be with. Yeah. And you do not show the spectrum of melanin. All over the mm. place. I mean, there's heat right now talking about Marvel supposedly looking at, you know, casting what's a girl from, um, who's Cameron. a great actor from Game of Thrones as the new Storm. And yeah. it's like, okay, Storm canically has been darker skinned. We haven't had a dark skinned actress play that role yet. And it's about yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So before we were happy when Halle Berry was in it. We was like, yay, right. because I'm telling you why. It was a black person. Right. And who's we like this Game black person. And who, she, who from Game of Thrones are you talking about? The, the girl one played black, Melisandre. The only black female actress. Yeah, that the girl played Melisandre. Oh, yeah. She's supposed to be Storm. There, t- yeah, there are rumors talking yeah. about Mm-mm. why they, yes. you know, casting. Well, I'm just talking casting. These motherfuckers are rebooting stop again. Again, <laughs> Re- the talk is rebooting again and recasting. And X Men is just, okay. I'm just gonna say, it and I'm gonna hurt some people's feelings. <laughs> the X Men series, the new reboots, they're not good. No. You don't no. stack up. And I'm going to tell you why it's Everybody's not good. I'm going to tell you why. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you why. Listen, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> and it's a small piddling thing, but it's a huge thing because you know my theory. Right. It's casting. Y'all cast wrong. Mm. And if you cast ain't right, I don't care yeah. how good the script is, <laughs> my patty ass is going to be sitting there going, you know what? This would have been so much better if you would have just put Angela Bassett or so-and-so Damn. or whoever, Ooh, whoever yes. in the character. So that's a whole nother story. But anywho, the whole idea is when you have these... Ba- now, the same thing is happening with gay characters. Before, we had a little sprinkling of gay characters here and there. But now, that's not good enough anymore. Now, we want them center stage. We want to see their life. Like you said, we want to go home with them. Yeah. I think that was why it was so pivotal for the first time that we ever saw, like, especially for black characters on This Is Us, where um, Sterling K. Brown, my husband in another universe... <laughs> um, Sorry, Miss Michelle, his wife. That's just how it is. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Um, when his daughter, you know, 
came out to them on the show. And it wasn't like this big, dramatic, you know, ABC, you know, special right. big thing. It was like a normal conversation of this is how I'm feeling. And the parents were, it wasn't a weird thing. It was a normal this is what's going on, this is how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. kind of support. And you don't really see that, especially with black characters and gay characters. But now we're seeing more, especially with the genre shows, more center stage, more agency. I have a question about More this. not being tossed to the side. And my thing is now, I'm just really curious to know what the pushback's going to be. Because I promise you people, in your life, when you go out in your day... Probably about more than half the people you run into are gay. (laughs) In this city. And normal, doing your business, it's not a big thing. Right. But because the powers that be are controlling the narrative and we're not seeing these characters. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Keep your thought, Chris. It's the same thing with what they, like, I go to the gym and I, I, I park in the garage, and you've been there. I park in the garage. And then I walk across the street. But in the garage, I always get on. There's always some white lady getting, and I could see them like Tense. me. Really, I'm like, do I look like I'm some whatever? But, and, then, and then you grab but, the purse. <laughs> so, just a so, and then you make that jerk move. So I, <laughs> I, I consciously will say something nice. I'll right. consciously like, oh, right. you go first, right. whatever, to make them feel like yeah. we all are in a threat. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that to say. But that's so much mental work. White people don't you, ever have to do that. Exactly. They, don't have, they don't have to worry about that Speaking shit at all. Should I do when I go to the all. store? Like when I'm looking at stuff, I'm very, and it's true, and it right. may become, we might be that last generation yeah. that but has see, to like, I don't, don't put the, yourself, no, but see, look, but when see, I'm in the store, like, I, I gotta make sure, no, I'm getting on my phone, I'm not stuffing in something to steal. I'm taking out my cell phone to ask my mother, is this the right type of seasoning you right. want because bitch if I come to the house and it's not the right one I'm not going back out again. <laughs> so you need to let me know but I have to use the mental energy yes. to stop myself to be like let me be very demonstrative to show right. that I'm not putting the seasoning in my car even mm-hmm. though you just saw me on my American Express car buying a whole bunch of shit right. a second ago right. I'm not, it's a lot of mental work yeah. that other people Chris? don't have to do well those are two things like one I, I'm curious to under, the the scene that you're talking about in This Is Us. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know how that scene plays if the if the family circumstances are different. See, it's very interesting that you have that. If they're ha- not like an upper middle class. No, 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 or- no, 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 no. It's the fact that Stone K. Brown he grew up around a white family. They mm-hmm. had to do a lot to kind of like if you watch that show. I want to watch part of the first season. Yeah, me too. Like, like they had to do a lot in the, they were showing in the the when they were a kid to try to like make him feel integrated and safe and to, mm-hmm. and, to, and, to, and to open up and, and to open up the the family structure to be a lot more. Um, uh, uh, accepting of things, right. so it makes sense that he would then be able to be that way with his own child. But if you flip it around, and that's not his upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have that conversation with the daughter saying that, then what's that scene like? That could be interesting. No, that's, actually, that's actually mm-hmm. interesting. But like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like his parents accepted him no matter what. Right. You know, having a black kid in their family, they better had you raising the child. If he, and it was all that you got show. issues, you but, adopted. But, but but that's interesting that it could possibly make him have this. My parents more empathy me for whatever mm-hmm. I can accept. This is this is remember, what it is. I remember in in this isn't a spoiler alert because it's been going on for four seasons now. Whatever. Um, but I remember there was an episode, and I want to say it was in season one. I can't remember where. The brother, the actor guy, mm-hmm. thinks that Sterling's getting all the attention from the mom, and they do this flashback. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. They do this flashback of of him actually realizing that his mom 
had put him a bed and she actually came back and put him the bed. He didn't remember that she did that. Right. You know what I mean? He thought it was always about Sterling. And he, but she actually did come back and put him to bed too. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. So it was, but it was this beautiful like thing it's that the, he had well, to it's, realize. It's interesting too because again, it's like you say to yourself. That's I mean, that was I thought was a great scene. I know the scene you talk about guys right. because it's like you're an actor. Mm-hmm. An actor is like is craving some sort of like external ego uh, stroke constantly. That's that's part of the reason why they are actors and they want all that kind of praise. But it, but they're also writers too. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, but but the thing is that 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 they're blind because if, you, if your ego is a little overactive, you'd be blind to those kind of choices that are happening to you. Right. That are, oh yeah, you know what the mom is giving you something, mm-hmm. but all that matters to you is I'm not getting all of it, mm-hmm. and that's where the, the ego thing gets away. The same thing I was going to say is um, you were talking about. Oh, here's the thing. You were saying, okay, it's the white woman and the thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but you know what? I've had that happen to me with mm-hmm. like, hold on, from like Asian people. Yeah, same thing. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so it's not, so it's, it's, so <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily a thing where you're saying where it's like, well, this is the last generation where blacks have to do that for whites. It's like, it, it, the thing, this is the thing for that, that, the, the, the global, it's like well, global anti-blackness is real yes, anyway. Yes, so that's what it, it is. Falls under it, everybody it, else. It doesn't matter like where you are. And if you're in this country, that's what the media you, has, you, like yeah. is basically right. done as painted as like I, I, I was telling someone this the other day about mm-hmm. like someone was asking me about like you know like why I should be the one to tell this story I'm working on. I was mm-hmm. like, let me tell you something. Black people, based upon how the way the media has portrayed us. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be rejoicing anything about us because cause, cause, cause we look like some dangerous animals in the global media type of situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it behooves us to be able to tell our stories in a, in a way that, so, so that we're not like, like always being depicted that way through your lens of like this anti-black right. lens. Right. And the thing about the anti-black lens is, is that, that even if you're someone who's woke and white, then you're still trying to like disarm that anti-blackness that you know is floating around right. as opposed to just telling the story as it would happen because this is a black person and this is another black person. Right. Just this, Did you, you know, guys see the thing from Denzel? When he was being interviewed, the AFI. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even watch and, it. But and I saw somebody, that his, thing. And, and give me all the corrections, but I'm paraphrasing. Somebody asked him a question about like why some films should be directed by like black directors or whatever, and he said no, they should be. And he gave the reference back to um, um, who did Godfather? Where I'm going blank on that. Coppola. 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 Oh, Battalion hadn't done that? Yeah, but he was saying that all the previous movies before that were done by like Jewish guys or whatever, something like that. So they weren't, they were missing nuance. That's what he said. He said it's about nuance. nuance. Yep. And actually, it was really brilliant. I thought how he broke it down. You guys should all look that up. Um, we had probably should put that in the show notes for people who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But it's brilliant. And you remember. Give me, give me the rest of it. I don't know what else. Well, I just saw like I just only saw a, a it was short a clip. clipping. It was, it a, was clip. a small short yeah. clip, so I I couldn't even give you more detail. But I just remember like yeah, there's a certain certain, and it doesn't mean that people can't attempt to tell their story, their version of it. But in terms of richness, in terms of it having that emotional impact, because we talked about this on another episode, where when we go to the movies, the mm-hmm. things that that makes the movie hit for so many of us is that the emotional connection. When we leave there, we feel like we we fucking felt something, right. you know, right. and it makes you think about your own life. And that's what a movie should do, you know. Unlike some movies I saw where I sat there and I was upset, Men in Black. And <laughs> yeah, I said it. Men in Black. And, and, and I did. You know? I do. 
I don't know how it did, but I can see why it didn't. <laughs> wait, 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 what did you say? Men in Black International. In- oh, that it flopped? I don't know. Well, it, it, did it, I don't I know, know if it flopped. No, 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 no. I'm just saying no, when no, I went no. to go see it. Let me tell you why that movie flopped. Because we've seen it before. This, and number two, you the, the casting was bad. I love Tessa and, and Chris. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the cast, like your really? bad guys and all the other stuff, they weren't bad enough. Mm. Two... The person that they have for the one of the, I don't, I forget the actress's name, but she was so boring. And then we've seen those aliens before. They didn't show me aliens that were different than before, and it wasn't anything new or fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's cutesy, they have kind of good chemistry, but the writing of it, the storyline, what mm-hmm. they're doing, it was just, you know, his character was bland. Hers was cute, but didn't have anything to push back on. And I sat there being disappointed because I needed a summer movie that would have an impact, that would make me feel good, and it even well, though see, we're off okay, topic, this, but, but that's the, how I felt. Okay, this is my thing about that movie, about about that, the, the, the weekend that movie came out, because somehow the people who were doing these numbers and these expectations were always thinking that that movie like, was going to do well. And then the following week, you know, I, I get this this art, this thing on, because I, I, I don't necessarily like to read variety a lot, but I read this thing called Screen International, and it's more interesting to me because it, it looks at how how films perform around the globe, not necessarily just in the states, with this with this skewed perspective. You probably did better overseas. No, 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 no. The, the the movie didn't do well, and it kicked off these series of articles about how like the global box office is in so much trouble, even with Chris in it too. And well. so I'm it's saying to myself, no, sometimes you know. yeah, sometimes. But I'm, but you no, but, but, but here's okay, the thing. I'll come back to that, and I'll tell you why. This is a movie Some that have to is, have problems. This, this is a movie that is like version four. In a franchise, okay. that's a fucking tired right. thing. It, yeah. It's tired as shit. Mm-hmm. It was, in my opinion, it wasn't more than a sketch when they did the first movie. I was like, you took a sketch and pushed it out to a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. That it, the first movie bored me because like, really? not, not enough in this movie to me. Not enough in this movie for me to be interested to this this to, 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 mm-hmm. to okay. stay like part of it in terms of what the story's going to do. Yes, the spectacle of it is what people are interested in it, but th- that's that's not why I like to see to see movies like that. So I say to myself, okay, so you watch this movie and you're complaining about how people don't want to come see the movie and it's like you know the big thing that that that, that made movies fascinating to me growing up is that i would see something that i wouldn't that I, that i'd never seen before i still look at movies as the opportunity to, to show me something i've never new. seen exactly. before because because yeah. t- television is all about repeating stuff and it has to because it's the nature of it mm-hmm. and it's like and this whole discussion about well, well well movies are going away and blah 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 we can't sustain the business model and i was like because you've gotten to the point where you just want to show people these event films which are so safe in type of storytelling and part of the safety is i gotta show you something that you've already seen before why do i want to see something i've already seen before mm-hmm. like unless I, now now here's the thing about that movie. Give me the same, but different, but that's from a different perspective. That's what they think it is because this is the thing about about that movie, the the Men in Black International, and it's it's checking off boxes. They think white lead, black lead, black woman, uh, and 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 we're taking out so and so. We're putting in a woman for the for the for the who's the 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 key woman in that black director. They're just checking boxes to go. This is blah blah blah. As I was, yeah. as opposed to saying, let's go up to the top. Mm-hmm. Story, new, fresh. Oh, no, it's not. It Thank never you. can because it's version four. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it away. Throw it away. Stop. Crick this up. Like, yeah. like, the first thing I saw when I saw this trailer was, fuck. A you know, Big Mac again? Fuck. This is a waste of an interesting pairing. 
this is a pairing where when I saw that the chemistry that Chris and Tessa had in Thor, I was like, they, you know what, this could be another cool movie for them. I could see them in another cool movie. But, mm-hmm. but, but then again, that was movie three too. So now, so what are they gonna do? Now the sad thing, the sad thing that will happen is this great pairing that has this interesting type of chemistry on screen. We won't see it again because what's gonna happen is their reps are gonna say, don't do this again. Be, you know, like work with her. Don't work with her. Don't work with him. And don't do this kind of thing because the last movie failed. And they're gonna say something about you know, and, and they're gonna find out, they're gonna find all these reasons about why that movie failed mm. and talk them out of talk them out of doing another movie again together mm-hmm. and you know and, and, and we miss opportunity to see them some great because they did a fucking fourth movie as their next pairing as opposed to show me a movie with those two together in it again with a story I've never seen I was thinking that they almost needed to come back with remember when they brought back was a Batman um, the dark one the Chris, um, Chris mm-hmm. Nolan, yeah. Chris. When they came back with that after coming off of those corny oh, yeah, those, those all yeah. of a sudden it was like a whole nother movie. Almost sure. like a darker, edgier version completely, of, of completely. Men in Black is like where I think they could have should have, And they should have gone that <clears> way <throat> because the thing, you know, you're, exa- you're exactly right. Like that, that Batman and Robin forever, or maybe it's called Batman forever, the one that Joel Schumacher did mm-hmm. that basically destroyed the Batman franchise mm-hmm. in the mid-90s. They had to wait 10 years before they, before they brought it back. And they had to wait so that people could forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? Well, that generation sucked. Let's give it 10 years and we'll try it again. They basically, they basically gave it 10 years and they yeah. said, how do we do this? And you're right. They said, let's make it darker. And I think the Men in Black thing... You take the story serious. You take yeah. it serious. You don't yeah. make it popcorn-y... Summer Carnival, you make it a drama. Right. You make it into a grown-up Batman. Totally agree. That's true. Because there's a there was a movie that came out maybe ten years ago called Invasion with Daniel Craig and uh, Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and it's about you know it's about this this uh, this alien invasion thing, and it was you know and it's, it was like is is invasion of the body snatchers thing. See, that's the thing about Men in Black is that that if Men in Black was kind of played with the kind of intensity of that seventies. Invasion of the Body Snatchers that has mm-hmm. Do- that has Donald Sutherland that could have been a cool movie, but they're not going that way because they're like gotta save the brand, right. gotta save the brand. We gotta Fuck sell, to- we gotta brand. sell cute toys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <coughs> we gotta. Now let me ask you this, mm-hmm. since we're gonna, we kind of went off topic a little bit, because I want to make sure that as a writer, because I know people get pushback when writers are writing screenplays and, and we talk about checking off the boxes, like, okay, gay characters are the new hot thing. That's the new hotness. Let me just throw in some gay characters and make them gay for no damn reason. So talking about that, let me, for example, let me give you an example of how it was done well yeah. that I like. And then you can tell me as writers, as we're writing, because, you know, we always talk about, well, you know, writers can be able to write whatever they want to write, but you got to get that nuance. You got to make sure that you don't, Make an ass out of yourself. Mm. For example, there's a show on Netflix called Is it Borderlands? Borderliner. 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 Mm. And basically, it's one of those. Okay, y'all know I go through my international movie fate, and I love like detective crime stories, stuff like that, real deep, gritty, detective y, mm-hmm. crimey, that kind of stuff. So right now, I have left Korea, and for the last <laughs> six months, I have been residing. <laughs> In Northern Europe and watching shows from Sweden, you know, the, what Denmark, is, Denmark, Denmark, all those things. So there's one, and I, I want to say it's Sweden. It might be Norwegian, but there's... I just want to say, I advise everybody to do this, by the way. They make shows that... We have me destroy hooked. Destroy us. Yeah. Dude, you all the Berlins, and I'd be upset because they don't make them fast enough, and they're not—they're only short. They only make like ten episodes, and then I'm like five years. This is why. Okay, so let me finish my point first, and we'll come back to you, and then we'll jump to you. 
because I want you to jump on this too because there's another show that you were I mentioning. Know, I know. So in this show, like I said, we have this guy, good looking guy. Not that I watch shows because people are good looking in it. I like what? secrets. It just ends what? up that way. What? I do. Look, I can be a professional. Lisa, don't lie to me. I can be a professional and watch a movie with just regular looking people sometimes. Never. But I'm watching the show and great show. Like, they've got the crime. Like, for example, he's like, he comes back to his hometown. Uh, he's hanging out, visiting, like, I think it's his dad or his brother or something like that. I watch so many of them, they all kind of blend together. But anyway, from what I remember, so something happens where either his brother uh, goes to a bar and then someone gets killed and they're trying to figure out who got murdered and this guy kind of figures out that his, his family and his people had something to do with this. And he has to make a decision whether or not he's going to help, you know, Keep them not getting busted, doing things like, oh, there's blood on here, but then not reporting it or something like that, you know, stuff like that. Cover up the case. Cover up the case. So, you know, it's like that gritty stuff like, oh, my God, this is like a moral dilemma. I like this mm-hmm. guy, but, you know, I hate cops anyway, but, you know, sorry, but not the, the, the bad, the good cops are okay, but when y'all don't say nothing, that's when you're a bad cop, too. But anywho, <laughs> but I like that kind of gritty, like trying to figure it out. And then I think it's like maybe the second episode or something like that, where... You don't know the guy is gay mm. until he randomly hooks up with his lover. Mm. Like it's a every regular thing, like most people do. Mm. You know, booty three a.m. booty right. call you up. Mm-hmm. You know, not even a conversation. <laughs> like I, I want to come over. It's just like ta, 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 you up. <laughs> what you trying to do? I know what you want. <laughs> you try what you trying to do? Okay. <laughs> and here's the thing: I should not have been shocked. But it wasn't shocked in like, oh my right. God, what is this? It was shocked in a good way, where it's like, oh my God, this is such a regular dude. Especially when they're a kick-ass dude. Oh my God, yeah. he's doing all this. Right. And there's nothing, the stereotypical things that we always say as heteros that we look at that we consider people being gay. Right. Like it wasn't like, you know, the stereotypical yeah, There were no stuff. signs. There was no yeah, signs, you know. Right. It was like, oh my yeah. God. No, nothing. He was just a regular dude. He didn't go, oh my <laughs> God, one of my relatives. <laughs> one of my, then I'll be like, I knew. My, <laughs> one of my relatives. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't no house music playing in the car rolling through it was nothing you know nothing you know no Frankie Knuckles in the background like ooh Damn. girl you know nothing like that mm. but the normalcy of it was so beautiful and then it just they just kept it right on moving yeah. and you know a part of me was kind of hurt because I was like that means I have no chance with this character. He would totally character. not even look at me. Oh my God, we can only just be friends. Oh, all right, I love you anyway. But, you know, it was one of those shows and I thought, this is how, this is the new normal. This is just regular. Right. And my question to you is when people are writing these things, it's like, it's all when we talk about what people, well, only black people can write certain roles for black people or, you know, certain people can write it for those people. It's like, what are some of the things as writers, if we want to write a character that just happens to be gay, mm-hmm. you know, how do we write them in TV shows and films where it doesn't come off false, fake, and like, oh my God, you were just checking the box off because well, gayness is hot So, now. I mean, this is interesting to me because I have these two gay characters in this film I'm writing. Yay. And... um. It's kind of a love story, and it's you know whatever. And I'm trying to say to myself, how do I write this? How do I write this? And I'm and I, and the, and the thing I'm saying to myself is, I'm not writing this story where I'm trying to take what becomes a problem the way society views me as being gay as the issue that they're dealing with. Mm. Something else that goes on in this is just like okay, it's just, I'm just, so I'm just writing them as. They're gonna fall in love, right? And it's just gonna be like there's not gonna be these outside pressures and like everyone mm-hmm. giving them the side eye and stuff like that because that's like you know what what's kind of expected. Mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to do something else with class mm-hmm. involved in this because there's a, there's a girl who's uh, who's an immigrant and there's a girl who's not and the, and that's and you know the girl who's not has got a bunch of money but there's this kind of like so I'm I'm addressing it that way instead of more not mm-hmm. the fact that they're gay and I'm just trying to say like that's how I just make it like every day that's how I make it so it seems like it fit, so that it's it's more it's more universal because. Mm-hmm. If you like a, if if you're a guy and you like a girl, there's things that can make that go wrong. If you're a guy and you like a guy, there's things that can make that go wrong. If you're a girl and you like a girl, there's things that can make that go wrong mm-hmm. that are probably the same kind of like miscommunication mm-hmm. or blah 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 that fuck exactly where it that, starts. that yeah. fuck exactly up any right. relationship. Yeah. Right. And that is not saying I'm not trying to make their, their I'm not trying to make their sexuality front and center. Right. And that's yeah. where I right. think people make the mistake right. is it's like how do I make this the sexuality is front and center. And I think the mistake that people make when they they've written stuff with gay characters throwing them in or stuff like that is it's like it it's you wonder is it like is this the thriller like basic instinct where mm. that type of sexuality is like the thrust of the chef of like of that story, then if that's the thrust of your story, then you got to figure out how you make like the sexuality stuff work. But if you're doing a, a movie like that or like Sea of Love, where there's a sexual crime going on, mm-hmm. but if you're not doing that, then why does it have to be front and center for you know? And then because everyone has these kind of like these uh, because of their ignorance they don't know and and because of their ignorance they they quickly go to 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 the perversion side of things they demonize you know for things they don't know about sexuality it's just like the way certain white people depict black people on screen with the way they do sex they're like well you know what my assumption is this this is how they're gonna do it so i'm gonna see it like this but that's not necessarily true Mm -hmm. so that's not how you want to like you know like focus on that. I mean, yeah, we, you know. It, Sorry, I just had a I just had a chuckle. I was thinking about Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> and I always be like, "Who wrote this script?" Because there was that scene where the beautiful scene where they finally make love with each other, and he turns Jake around and he goes, and he you know spits in mm-hmm. his hand, and oh. I'm like, that's supposed to work the first time. Somebody straight wrote this shit. Yeah, that's yeah. That ain't gonna work the first time. That ain't gonna work the first time. And there wasn't that much I think I cringed back breaking in there. I, anyway. like, I apologize to all y'all out there. <laughs> just visualize it. Sorry, Stacey. All talk unfiltered all Kim. the time. All the kids in here. But, so, but see, this for the grown folks. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I thought it, but I didn't want to say nothing. See, yeah, see. It's like, really? That's the only little more now. So, so but the thing is I'm saying to myself so that that's what you got to do I mean I'm, I mean t- t- like I was telling him and I was, and I was telling him I'm sorry like, I'm still, I'm still, it's, funny. It's, funny. it's funny it's funny I go picture this <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh Let's my god. Get some water. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, I was just going to say why are you thinking no, Chris? No, no. So, okay, so okay. so we talk, so you talked about this show like Borderlander and it's like, you know, it's I don't know how long it's been a year I'm close to a year ever since everyone watched the show Dogs of Berlin. Right. Dogs of Berlin um <clears throat> You know, I told everyone when we talked about it one time, but the, the, when you meet the the main character in the opening scene, you wait. Just, what's, what's the synopsis of it, really? Okay, quick? so so Dogs of Berlin is it's a it's a modern day show 
cop show, okay. and it's about badass bad cop show, mm-hmm. and bad and ass. and it's basically about these two cops get paired together. And they have to solve the murder of this football player. A soccer player gets yeah. killed. Mm-hmm. The soccer player is like, he's like, you know, it'd be, it'd be the equivalent of like if LeBron James was murdered. What? Like, Damn. Like, you know, in terms of like, he's like, okay. like he represents that much of the nation, you know? And it's like, You fuck, better not tell like, Rihanna. <laughs> right. You know? And, 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 so, and so what's fascinating, you know, the first 10 minutes, I mentioned before, the first 10 minutes is that you meet the lead character, you meet him, he's having sex with this, with this woman, and then he sees this murder murder or sees these crime lights outside of his window and he's like he's changing this baby and he takes the baby to the crime scene and you're like okay wait a minute who the fuck is this motherfucker right here but and I told you that before but what but what unfolds more and more that makes the show most fascinating is he's an ex-neo-nazi Right, and he's a cop, and he's doing all this thing, and 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 the person that the person that he has to solve the murder of, because he's Turkish, and Turks and Turks have a very a very uh, combative experience, uh, experience in Germany. They're, they're, they're you know they're immigrants and they get shit on and all this kind of stuff like that. And they're treated like discussion. So it's kind of like you gotta it's be like if a Klansman had to investigate the murder of a black guy. How much? Now he's kind of a in between. He's okay. In between. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's reformed. He's reformed. For, right. He's reformed for that, but you, but you kind of like. But is he really? No, <laughs> that's the exactly. question you asking yourself the whole time. Right, like, right. is he really? And he's crap? corrupt as fuck. Okay, yeah. he's fuck. Yeah, and it's just dope about exactly. it. It's so dope about it. And then they pair him with this Turkish guy because they're like, well, if it's a Turkish guy, that means that you got to go into these Turkish no-go zones mm-hmm. where the white Germans can't go. So let's put you with the Turkish guy. And the Turkish guy turns out to be gay. And you don't even know that that's like his, his, his I mean, he's like mm-hmm. shooting people and busting everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. He's this badass dude. And you meet his lover and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating is the, and it's a beautiful it's relationship. A beautiful, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Was, and also what's really dope is is that when the 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 police captain has to figure out how to like keep this kind of murder and stuff like 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 under the right PR thing, and he knows I gotta get the Turkish guy to pair with the with the the cop on the thing. He goes to the the head of the police to to, to talk to you know to, that person's house to talk to them to get the okay. Mm-hmm. He knocks on the door and there's a woman there and she's like. And 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 the guy says, I need to see, you know, you know, the captain or whatever, the chief. And you go in and the chief is a woman and she's doing exercises and you realize, oh, that was her wife. Right. So it's so the chief of police in Germany is this lesbian relationship, and there's nothing up and it's not even like there's no attention to it. It's just no attention to boom, it. Boom, there it is. And, they, and and their discussion about what it is is like it's not that the guy's gay that they're putting a gig on it. It's because like, they started late. Right. They didn't so, they didn't go like what the right. day that we first meet her. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, no, bitch, right. we've already right. been living like this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh it just was like and 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 there's and the thing that's interesting about this show is that where the issue about his homosexuality becomes a, a play is when he has to interact with the Turkish people in right. the show, because Turk, you know, Turkish people, they're you know, they're Muslim and they have a very, they have a very, uh, uh, um, um, where they're from, you get caned and you get killed caned and or killed and like that, and, and you know, and they took that same kind of like revulsion for mm-hmm. it to Germany, yeah. and so he's kind of like, how do I fucking make this work? Right. And there's just and there's and and the and the main guy they're after. You find out that like that his 
fiance used to be the girlfriend mm-hmm. of the gay cop, and he, when he was hiding, and he's just like, and it all becomes, I mean, it, it's so and dope. It's not, and it's so dope. And it also breaks the whole token trope, too. Yes. Right. The one, like oh, the one black person, full the of one gay person. Yeah, no, it's, and they're it's, gay people. And a lot not, of them are bad guys, though. Right. But it's full of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're not necessarily connected yeah. to each other. Like, right. it's not like, oh, it's the gay people, but they happen to be a couple. Right. It's like, right. this is a totally different person who's right. not connected to this gay person. It's just everyday That's life. That's one with a whole... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. give away the plot. And I want to say, I think... Show. You have to see that And show. I also think it's the reason why Pose is so popular oh, yeah. and people have getting praised because yeah. the first season, like for the first three-episode arc, it immerses you in that world. Mm-hmm. You know, and for people who don't know anything about trans people or get or bulk, all that stuff, you're like, oh my God, what is this? But then it just, I grew up in that child, place, please. So that's like cousin down the street. <laughs> exactly. Like y'all need some extras. I can call her right now. She goes, girl, get over here and get your shit. Come on. Put the wigs in the car. Just go. But, uh, but it's like you see the show. But now it's the latter part of the season. And then we're getting into the new season. Their sexuality is not an issue. No. It's about regular family stuff. When you see Mother Bianca, yeah. she just wants to support her kids. Why you ain't in school? Why I need you to do this? Mm-hmm. It's not about the sexuality. Oh my God, you got two young teenagers who are having sex. They're just two young teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, you have all, I want to be in love. I want to, they just, it's just regular people shit. And I think they've done it really well in crafting it so that you get like the big dance. And people love all that anyway. We love all the theatrics. But now I need I think, to tell Stephen though they need to turn the music down when he's like when Billy is talking and the listen yeah it drives me I can't hear him we need to say we need to hear That's how it yes. is up <laughs> damn it bitch I want to hear him Stephen sometimes friend, he's moving friend the to the show forward, friend to the podcast no, no. Stephen we need pray tales Mike call him uh, call, call him. him and say up that mic yeah. but I think and, and not only is that but it's the fact no, that you've got turn so the music many down bitch <laughs> <laughs> they can the be in there pretending bitch they can be you can mock. But we need to <laughs> pants him up. You can pants him up. Just do what you got to do. But now the show, you know, now we're just getting into like regular stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, family shit. Just it's it's family. Yeah. it really is a family. Yeah. Sh- when I tell people this, because my mo- my mother is hooked on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh start, Do you start, really? Start, no, start, sorry, 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 sorry. No, I'm trying to find something. I'm, 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 but you know, it's it's a fa- what it is, it's a family show. When I tell people, how do you describe? Post- <laughs> oh my God, Chris, I'm gonna stab you right here. I'm gonna stab you with this donut. I did, I did, I did. Stab you, stab me, stab me. Go ahead, go ahead. It's a family, it's a family drama, and like literally, I have to tweet out to Billy Porter. My mom asked because my because I got my mom hooked on the show, and she's been seeing Billy Porter. All the fabulous gowns, the suits. Like she's been watching all the TV talk shows I'm he's been to get on. on the show but yeah. she, this is my mom asked me. She goes, and like when I get a chance to see her, I'll show her his new outfit. Like she goes, Oh my God, did you see him? He was on this show, The Real. He was on this. And did you see it? Like my mother loves it. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with him being a gay actor, wonderful mm-hmm. thing. It's about him being a fabulous character, a fabulous dresser. And she wanted me to ask, Does he have any all purple outfits? Because my mother loves <laughs> purple. So I tweeted mm-hmm. out to him. My mom wants to know. She's 76. She wants to know, Do you have any pictures of your? going to the end of the, the events in an all purple so Billy Porter if you're ever listening please my mom needs to know and if you do let me know that way I can look online or tweet it to me so I can show my mom the all purple look, outfit shout out to Stephen and them. how they gonna drop episode one and get season three picked up immediately I'm gonna tell you why that's when you know no let me tell They're you like, why what are these numbers listen I'm gonna tell <laughs> you why up, pick it let up let me tell you why exactly. that fucking cast is incredible uh, they really are that cast is incredible the writing is the writing is really good and like I tell people, casting is everything. And the yeah. fact that you cast real folk. Real folk. Real. 
brings that nuance okay. we Angel talk about Lynch. it. Yes, well, that nuance, uh, that realness. The thing about it is, the thing is, look, the, and it's a family show, people. Yeah. Well, it's the, a family show. The nuance <laughs> in it is this: is that the is that the the, the people? The, <laughs> no, it is. It's really it's family <laughs> dynamics. Yeah, it, it, well, it, look, yeah. look, look, those mm. actors are able to draw upon stuff from their own life in a way. I mean, look, that's what every actor has to do anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part of their research to figure out just to make the character come alive. But but you know, like there's only but there's there's only so much time in the day and you only have, you know, but I don't know, a few months to prepare a character on mm-hmm. a movie or something like that, less on a TV show. And it's like, you know, how much do you have to draw upon? Right. And it's so it's kind of like a shorthand to draw upon people who actually live that life mm-hmm. because they like you know what I got they're 20, like composites of yeah, themselves yeah and, and right. the, but, it's, but it's like I got twenty years of like of behavior that I've seen that mm-hmm. I can just draw on or tell you mm-hmm. hey right. to another actor or to the writer or to the director hey you know what if we did this because I saw this when I did this and mm-hmm. and if you're just smart collaborator you're like cool let's do that I mean I, see I, I think the issue is is that I just thought about this now I mean is that like it's one of the things that you that you see in a, a lot of stuff is you know when people are when people are doing black projects it's like I think they see it as show me why your blackness is everything mm. and therefore you know like everything about you is, is has to come from your blackness mm-hmm. and then it's like show me everything about you being gay and because that's such a and because that's such a, a sexual uh, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's a different sexuality that that everyone thinks that is your main thing. Absolutely, and, and right. people, yeah. I, I don't ever think about being gay. Do you think about being gay, just Well, I mean, not in a, no. not in a normal. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Cross it's the last my mind. thing, right? About, you, you, you know, know but I mean? it's the, you know, but you know, there are certain black people who they right. and hard. Also, when you're black, is that it's hard not to be reminded that you're black all Correct. the time. So therefore, it becomes this predominating thing right. that is, which is why story. they think it's a choice for us. Yes. Is that we chose to then like I wish I could just yeah. choose that shit. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so to me, I'm, no. so to me, the thing I say, to, I mean, that's what I think about why, why Pose is an interesting show is like it's the family thing. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about them, about them like struggling with with trying to be gay because mm-hmm. that's not. That's not the, the struggle. It's not it's the true. struggle for them. Yeah. It's not true. the main thing in their life either. It's not. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be the main thing in your life all the time. Uh, you know, like 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 your sexuality does not dominate everything that you do every right. day. No matter who you are, you know, it just doesn't. And I think that's why. And it's uh, bad storytelling because mm-hmm. be, be, you know, because be, be, obviously think about sex a lot. No matter who you are, you think about it every day. But it's like it's almost like don't tell me that story because 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 we all want to think because we're all thinking about that. That's not a good story because right. it's so universal. What I think about is um, when people usually think about adding in a gay character or someone else. They usually, I feel like they approach it as why do we need someone gay or like where could we put like that's their main if they wrote a character description, gay would be part of it instead of, you know, badass who loves babies and pets dogs but kicks children and whatever <laughs> um, and then happens to Ooh, be and they gay. kick children? I like this yeah. character already. <laughs> That's my cousin, girl. You know, you, you don't act right, you gonna get this foot? I know, I know you're two. Get it together. I know I you're two. Baby Huey, get it together. You. I was thinking about something about how sometimes, I was thinking about like Tu Wong Fu if you guys remember that, yes, oh, yeah, for yeah, everything, yeah. Jen, Jen, Julie Newmar, yes, Julie Newmar, the, the original Catwoman. It reminded me of like Patrick Swayze's character, and even even um, Wesley Snipes' character, which I think he was wrongly cast for the most part, but they all ended up having a chemistry. I think they worked. They did have the chemistry, <clears throat> but um, um, 
And the thing is, just mainly he's just such a big guy. It just looked awkward to me. But that's that's not a good reason. He's a good actor, though. So where I'm going with that is Patrick's character in particular had strong, strong agency. He was the older one who'd been through it all. Mm -hmm. So he dealt with the bigots and the, you know, the assholes and the people who wanted to fight you and slap you and beat you up. So he would fight you back. Mm -hmm. He had that thing about him that that everybody was like could root for him. So he helped um, John Logizamo's character become like that. He mm -hmm. didn't have any agency at first. Right. But eventually he gathered it and became mm -hmm. just like one of them would fight back. Mm -hmm. You know, he had to learn how to do that. And so so where I'm going with that is one of the things that I like about where it's going now, we're talking about these Berlin shows. It's like all the German shows just say something Berlin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all you do is go on Netflix and look at Berlin and you'll find all these cop shows we're talking about. Um Anyway, and so I like where we're going now. We, we were talking about the panel. <clears throat> we had guys from Agents of Shield and um, um, why am I going blank on all the rest? Of the Arrow, shows? Arrow, all the shows. But they all have characters. Batgirl, Bat the new Batgirl, which we're really looking forward to mm -hmm. seeing. I think that's going to be huge. Um, but you notice it's all DC shit. Um, yeah, it all <laughs> it's all DC, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Blanty, well, well, yeah. You know, it's well, Greg Berlanti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all Berlanti. I mean, just a quick on that is that you know I, I was at. I mean. The thing about the thing about Marvel is that they're they're kind of in a weird space with what they can do on television because the studio, the mm -hmm. film studio, wants access to everything, right. and it's the things that they decide not to have access to for probably creative reasons. Like we can't make anything live out of that. Mm -hmm. Is what they'll say to the to the to the TV people. This is what y'all can do, mm. you know, because there wasn't going to be a Jessica Jones movie. Right. It just was like, mm -hmm. like, 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 what is that? There's right. not enough dynamics to make that work on, on a right. on a film. Same thing with like, you know, Punisher. Like this, I mean, well, they did a couple of Punisher movies. They've never Luke Cage. They, 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 they could if they, you know what I had, I had pitched on that ten yeah, years. They should ago. have done. A I movie had a pitch on that ten years yeah. ago that would have fucked everyone's <laughs> head up. I don't know why they just they weren't ready. They weren't. They, yeah. they really weren't. They, mm. you know what? They would. They're not ready now for what I want to pitch for that. So. Um, but yeah, that's the thing with Marvel's yeah the yeah the DC stuff they're they're able I don't, you know it's interesting you saying that because I was talking to someone about Marvel stuff in the mid '80s in the early '80s there was a a comic called Alpha Flight mm -hmm. that Marvel did and there was a character there was these twins in there there was this uh, it's called North Star and Aurora mm -hmm. and North Star I believe was the first like openly gay character in comics really yeah. And I always thought it was fascinating because I was kind of like, it's kind of like a bold choice to mm -hmm. like do that, you know. And I just and I'm like a teen. I'm reading this. I'm like, mm -hmm. that's really, you know, because you're aiming this at teens. But then I'm also saying to myself, this is offshoot of the X Men, and you're doing this because X Men is all about trying to like is an inclusion and trying to like, you know, be a be an analog for outsiders and stuff like that. So it actually makes perfect sense because the comic readers be like, well, where's my character? Where's my the guy that represents? Like my experience, mm -hmm. and they give it to them, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for a long time before you saw anyone else who would be open like that. I think it was just, only recently they did that with Iceman, but it was like that. I think was like, I mean, you want your large, you know, like smorgasbord of people around because I, it, you know, well, I was just thinking about something. Um, <clears throat> you guys know I'm still huge fans of Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Ah, sorry. And, and <laughs> there have been on both shows they've had lead characters who were gay. <laughs> they well, over the off. season or so, they would you know their 
their boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, well, usually their boyfriends, would be killed. And the excuse right? would always be, well, there's nowhere for their story to go. Bullshit. Bullshit. And what happens is, then you go four seasons, they never fall in love again. You know, mm-hmm. They don't deal with them being That was gay. their one moment. <laughs> you got it. Even you know in I mean? the apocalypse of zombies, exactly. you get one shot. Exactly. They keep coming across <laughs> groups of people. And I'm like, no one ain't else nobody. Gay. It was gay. The ain't nobody else. They all died. They all been thrown and, and, and the world is upside down, so all things are exactly. different now. And they do little things with somebody who right. might be lesbian right. or something right. like. Yeah. But they don't dive right. in. They never show the real... Moment, and I don't know if it's because it's the network it's on. It's a pushback. Which I doubt. I, I think it's pushback. It's like the the one I can't remember who it was. Or who if said it's because it. the writers in a room. I think it might be I would the be EPs. In Look, it probably the EPs like Drew. the one. I, who was it that was on the panel that had said that they suggested being the, the gay character make this? And they oh, were like, Drew, what? Drew. yeah, and Drew mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's make this. And they were like, why? Right. You know, and trying to fight, and then you couldn't really fight for it because you're right. a newbie writer, and it's like that's that's the main thing because right now I feel like. I don't want this just to be a niche thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is the new hot thing, and then yeah. we're going to go back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, I, In my gut, I don't think it is, mm-hmm. because I just think there's just so much content and things that are coming out. I mean, with the elevation of Moonlight doing so well a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, stuff that's just being sent. Um, what was the other movie last year that was big that, about a boy? Or what was oh, Love, oh, Simon? Yeah. Love Simon? Love was Simon was one. And then, about a boy? About a boy. Is it about no, the one with the... Tra- call about oh, a boy? No, no. The one um, that was nominated. I think I know who you're talking about. The one that you liked. I'm going blank. I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about, but I'm going Okay, blank. anyway. So I, we're getting these films, and the content, I'm hoping, is not about their sexuality or the stories that come out. Story. Oh, my God, we didn't know you are getting This is a terror. I don't want that to be the plot point, the thing that they got to, like, travel well, through. Can, they, it just needs to be I mean, good stories. I mean, they happen to be gay. To me. Yeah. More the, black, black gay people. To me, oh, yes. the story gay people in general, but black about, people. <laughs> black people of color, too. About the, the gay person coming out. Is is kind of as tired as like a civil rights show or like mm-hmm. a slavery show. It's like unless you have some really really fascinating take on it, I don't want to see it. Like Moonlight, and I think that's I've why Moonlight was so effective so for me. Yeah, yeah completely. completely. Yeah, well, yeah, you know. And like I told y'all, y'all remember when I saw it and I walked outside and I tweeted. I said, I just saw the Oscar winner, y'all, and I'm gonna tell you the scene. I said the same thing. I said the same. The moment thing. I, the, I just ten cried. seconds, I walked. I cried <laughs> and I got my phone out. I said, y'all, let me tell you about Oscar Moonlight, winner. and I'm gonna tell you the scene that got it. This is the Oscar winning moment right mm-hmm. now. Let's see where the you same scene is. You know, do you know? You know what's better? Wait, I'm gonna see if you guess. You can you all, can you guys guess what the scene is? I can guess. Okay, everybody, hold your guess what the scene is. Everybody, hold it. But don't we have to say it? Do you have to say you it? You ain't seen Moonlight. You haven't seen it? You got Get to out. Go. It's okay. It's you too late. To the, moment, no, no, the, moment, the moment has passed. It's too late now. It's not going to be the same. Be the same. Okay. All right. So you guys hold the moment. And then all you got to do is say, yeah, that was it. So for me, this is the Oscar, this, <laughs> this is the Oscar winning right. moment. And one of the rare black coming of age, coming out stories that, that was interesting and different and fresh was with uh, Mahershala telling him about the word faggot. Mm. Oh, and he said, "Am I this?" He says, "You know, that's not something you need to know. That's a word that they use to hurt people." Mm-hmm. Right then and there, mm-hmm. when they have to shot a little boy, and then they they pan over to Janelle Monae, and she kind of gives him that look like, "You ain't got to go that far. This right. is this is we'll take it to baby steps." And then Mahershala, and I'm like, "Fuck!" He should have. That's that's the that's the moment right there. Mm. 
For me, that was the okay, moment. Okay, okay. That wasn't thought, my moment. That wasn't my that moment was either. Moment. Which is no. good. So which is good. There were a lot of moments. Look at how many moments that, that we all specific, had a different one. That's specific yeah. thing. So, in terms of dialogue, yeah, in terms good. of well, the so, crystallization yeah, but, of what this was, yeah, but to me, to, that was it. To me, the moment was the scene at the end with uh, with your boy from, from the Nick. What's his name? Andre Holland. Yeah. When he says Andre Holland, something, something like, you know... Um, um, no one's touched me like this before. Yeah, that's this, this is one of my moments too. Yeah. This is one of that my moments. That scene, too. the minute I saw that, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's the damn movie." Mm-hmm. Because that, see, the difference between that scene and the scene you're saying. I mean, well, I don't know, to me is I was kind of like, that could be for anybody. Their mm-hmm. circumstance could be. We've that. never seen a black gay a, character a, a black, do that yeah, moment. We, we've never seen that. We've never seen and, and, a, yeah. and a homeboy, lower yeah. lower class, Dude, working class, yeah. right? And an OG yeah. talking to him like a person. Yeah. Yes. But, you know I mean? yes. but that's like you said. That's why that movie's fascinating because that right. movie was, t- was showing us these these moments, these scenes. It was a, a lot that were like you've never seen that. What was yours? Yeah, that was right. um, it was somewhere in there. I was thinking it was either. I had two. One that hit me was the moment. It was somewhere in the end between those two when That's, they were at the cafe I, yeah. and they were sitting having yeah. that conversation that led them to go home. There was just some beautiful so well little done. moments in there that I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. And, it's good. It's really and, good. And the, the scene for me that made me know that they were, I don't know if they were going to get the Oscar, but that I knew it was going to blow up was when he was in class and he, yeah, you know, he switched. I love the switch. Ass. I was that like, was like, and wow. you see that run yeah. all the way through the hall, and I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a crazy yeah. scene. So for me, see, we could keep going. Yeah. Uh, there's so Mike's many. Okay? His, the mother, okay. his mother had moments. Child, you know, come on, you know that, mo- that scene yeah. where she just sitting there and she's you don't hear nothing and it's yeah, the colors just, right. and she was and just going off right and it's there. Oh, you know, since you about that scene, you better go see that movie. Wait, 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 Chris. I just really want to Damn. say one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say one thing. That scene with the mom, you know, this is so off topic. But, but, uh, the scene with the mom is so interesting. I think the, the Barry was saying that, like, he sh- that he shot that one way, and he and in the movie he played it in reverse. Like this, the sequence is heard in reverse yeah. because it's like the way that he wanted that to feel like it was like a child who doesn't know. Yes. Yeah, it was, yes. He's kind of played it backwards. Right. And um, I don't know. I love that. But, but you're just All right. Speak <laughs> now. Speak if I ever hold it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> don't forget the fan. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Chris is my fan. Right um, actually, my scene, I, and I remember I remember because I remember it so vividly. And I remember how terrified I was. That's the moment I was terrified when I was looking at it was when they actually were on the beach. When the two boys were on the beach. Oh, coming out. Oh, yeah. That moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was like it was so real for me. It was yeah. too real yeah. that I was because you were like, there with him. Yeah, you shot it, and he stayed there. Like a lot of people would have cut, cut, cut. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'm staying right see, there." Yeah, right. No, I didn't know what to but, do. Right, right. But see, yeah. that is something that I, you know, we had that panel yesterday right. about the directing, and that's the one thing that I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm I always lament the fact that people think that the the we're on, we're on the verge of like the movies are disappearing the way we know them. Is that that type of editing mm-hmm. is so what you would not see in television? Exactly, like, like television is afraid to let images like stay. let it, let them let the it audience just, sit with that. And know? because of that, and I remember I went because I saw it like three times in the theater, and then the third time I took my sister to go see it because mm-hmm. she said, "What is this?" Movie? I said, "Girl, let me just tell you. Let me go. We are going." And like I literally, I picked her up, threw her in the car, <laughs> took her to the thing, got her the good popcorn, fed her up good, buttered her up, got the good liquor. 
And she said when the movie is done, and like she know my sister's like you know she gets emotional about stuff, but not really publicly too much. And mm-hmm. she, I can see she's kind of and she goes, I felt like. I was intruding on, on, on a very intimate moment. That, that's how she felt the whole time in the movie. She said, yeah. and, and it was exactly that moment. Yeah. She said, because you know, Lisa, when we watch movies, a lot of times I used to like, you know, they cut here, they cut yeah. here. She says, I felt almost guilty watching them in certain scenes because I felt like the camera was on them for so long. I felt like I was crowding their moment. I felt like yeah. I was that's, there. Yeah, that's that's, exactly that's, that's, that's the fucking power of film. That's the power of film. You know what? It's like I was watching something the other day and I was like... I have it at home, Kim, if you want to borrow it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, It's on Netflix. I'm sitting here watching, I'm, I'm watching something the, the other day and I was kind of like, why are they cutting so much? Hmm. Why... I was watching that show The Night Manager Young, kid, I, young people ADHD I, that kind of fast That it's, hits fast It's, it's happening it's, it's not even that Because the thing about Moonlight Is is that the Moonlight Is geared for For this audience thing And when I'm watching Like Night Manager Which is kind of like A more like prestige drama So they're right. not trying to Like make it for For people who are under 30 kind of thing It's They're trying They're just it's, There's something about When you watch something On a smaller screen That you're uh, that, that you can't focus as much Like mm-hmm. like, like the, You know I bring this up because you, you know There's, there's mm-hmm. an article in, in Friday's um, New York Times about you know like in the interview all these great people about like the, the, what's the fate of movies right now and there was there was a story where Barry Jenkins was like you know I hate to be this nostalgic guy but there's something about when you you, you shoot the movie and you play it on the large screen and he was saying you know because they shot Moonlight on like the 65 millimeter Alexa thing right so he, there's a big negative to it was, you can bowl it up really big but he was saying that when they the story that was, he re- related which, which I never heard it's interesting to tell this is that when he was, sh- they were showing the movie at DC. They were showing it at the the Museum of African American History, or something like mm-hmm. that. And there was a fire, and they had to leave the theater quickly. Mm-hmm. And the, and but they didn't want to cancel the screening, so they went across the street to screen it in the Smithsonian at the IMAX theater in the Smithsonian. And he was like, there was nothing that he had ever thought he would ever see to see like to see Regina King on that big IMAX screen just filling filling everyone's like whole like vision that woman's face he was like he was like to see a black yeah. woman's face that big and 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 hold on it that long mm-hmm. is something that is rare mm-hmm. and that is what you will never have in television and that's mm-hmm. like you know it's it's the weakness that people have with not going to the movies could because it's too much money so they should maybe change the way the pricing is but that is why <laughs> movie is so like film so that's why that's, mm-hmm. I mean there's so those scenes in Moonlight that we're talking about even though it's a really really small movie he shot it with a type of scope that you know the, the you know this emotional scope that we get into it, right. and we're and we're and we're behind. Like you said, we're intruding in these in this space, and it's and that's where that movie's is is, is it was so well deserved with all the accolades that it got. Yes. I think there's one show actually that they did do a hold um, for a specific reason. It was Thirteen Reasons Why, um, very graphic scene, um, but it's when she is spoiler raped and. They hold on her face. Oh, in the pool. I mean, yeah, I in, mean, the pool. in the pool. And yeah. they just sit there. And I remember even me closing my eyes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Over my eyes, still happening. Close my eyes. Over my eyes, still happening. Sounds like irreversible. The yeah. Rape irreversible. Yep. And they said that the reason why they did that, to show you like when this happens. So you you want it. it to be over, but it's still it's happening. happening. Exactly. It's still happening. Yeah. Right. It's still, still happening. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So well, hopefully, you know, folks out there, you know, 
whether you're a gay writer or you're writing gay characters, kind of think about some of the things we talked about. You know, we don't, I don't want to see tokenism of gay characters putting them in. I want to see a variety of gay folks, not just white middle class gays living happily and having their lattes and brunches <laughs> and adopting children whenever they feel like it. Um, and I think look at your intention. Exactly. Why, yeah. why are you doing it? And I think that's what happens a lot. Right. As a script analyst, right. I read a lot of scripts and, and a lot of scripts, I can, I can so tell that you're just plugging in a woman or plugging in something else for popularity right. and it doesn't belong and it feels weird and right. it looks weird mm-hmm. and even had people who literally forgot to change all the he's to all the he's to <laughs> see and I'm like so you obviously definitely and like they'll say certain things and do certain things I'm like so it's pretty clear you just had a guy probably got denied and then changed it all to a woman oh and make it a woman failed yeah. at doing all exactly. of it they forgot to find the find button and replace all yeah <laughs> let that be a lesson children <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my thing is that like like the, the lazy this is the laziness of writers when they want to they're like you know what you're not realizing that particularly now if you're gonna write a movie then you know you gotta give some you have to kind of like break through so much so much inertia to have it be you know denied or, or sent to Netflix so you better do the work and if you're going to change the character you just don't do the replace all oh, you got to go in there and say in every scene is this what a woman would do and how check, is she going to check it like, like Jasani said check like, your intention you why know. Why are you writing it are you the person <laughs> to be writing it so Hilliard thanks yeah, for letting awesome. me talk about it for you being on that panel and mm-hmm. making me want to like kind of bring attention to something that you know people are here and they want to see I was going to say stuff. one last thing I mean to some extent almost just don't make them any different. If that makes Thank any you. Sense. Thank you. You know what I mean? Just because they're black don't mean they have to have the <laughs> yeah. of, just regular. you know, yo and all regular. the things. Regular Look, I think it would be interesting. I honestly think it would be interesting if someone did a movie like Basic Instinct mm-hmm. that was about a gay character. Mm-hmm. It was a cop, and it was it was a gay cop, and the and the murderer was gay, like that, like the you know, like that could be an interesting thing because it's like, but you have to have the right person kind of approach it, you oh, know, yeah. because there's a because when that movie came out, everyone was like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. like all that like all that sex is so mm-hmm. hyper, mm-hmm. and you know, stabbing in the beginning and mm-hmm. on top, it's just like wow, what the fuck, like that was such an intense story, and I think if you just made it gay, you know, then it's like, eh, but you but you did lean into it so hard because that is a very specific movie about like a sexual thriller which we don't see much of anyway like like anywhere and the ones they do try they suck like they just they're not part of that life or world or don't really know and it's just sensationalism and not story so I'll I'll say on that thank y'all okay cool episode y'all that was fun where you at Jasani Drew I I'm I'm actually I've been a little off Instagram because it's depressing me. But if you're going <laughs> to find my Instagram, <laughs> it is Visionary Alignment. But on Twitter, I'm more active. Jasani Drew, spelled J-E-S as in Sam, as in Apple, and as in Nancy, I-D-R-E-W. Okay. Thank you. Um, where's the fan? I thought I would have to... I would, but I don't, I don't want the wind to hit okay, the there mic. <laughs> but there it is. We need to be punctuated. Chris, there, where you at? <clears throat> I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I haven't been on either a lot in the last month or two, or three months actually. But it's unauthorized CBD on both. Do you guys not get your notifications? 
I don't think mines are turned on because I'm missing. Because I'm always sending people stuff or whatever, and I never. I have to. You know what? I have to because I've been on my burner account. I need to go back and check and make sure because I know when I started another account and had that, and I go over. I feel like I'm missing stuff because people are like, "Oh, I thought I sent you." I'm like. So I need to go check. So my, well, I would tell you, my notifications are turned off. I don't have notifications <laughs> turned off. Sorry, I just, sorry. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I mean, I, when, when I check, well, the first thing I do when I, when I go online is, the, is uh, Twitter. I check to see the, the little bell, like who's been saying whatever. I mean, right. I always do that just because I don't, I can't get the, the phone. It's too much phone chatter for me yeah. to, to break my concentration. No, interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just curious because sometimes I like promote the show and I don't hear from you guys for two days and I'm like, did I send it to them? I think because that's because I ain't been on. That's yeah. because I ain't been on yeah. for two days, and I'm gonna yeah, yeah. on. I'm cool. Like, yeah, that's what's that. Where you, so where you at? I'm a set. I'm at unauthorized CBD okay, on dope both. And I am on what fresh hell is this? And what's your burner name again? My burner. Well, I'm making. I'm creating a new one. No, I'm, I'll tell you the new the new burner one. Oh, it's gonna shit. be called Black Medusa. But okay. that account is just it's only going to because I just want to do some fun stuff yeah. with uh, Twitter. So it's gonna be called Black Medusa unless someone has that name and it'll be Black Medusa too. You better buy it now. Get it. <laughs> but now. basically, it's like you guys know I love Medusa. So it's just gonna be a website, mm-hmm. not website, but you know me tweeting stuff that has to do with Medusa, the history of it. It, and things I think a real life Black Medusa would say <laughs> in pop culture, but you know, like the artwork, the things that I really like, literature, things like that. Because I feel like it's such an iconic character, and I love it, and um, I want to promote it. So as soon as I check to make sure no one has that, it, it'll be called Black Medusa. Awesome. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, excuse me, um, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all that shit. Um, please follow us on our what, Chris? On our Patreon page, per a, rec- per a note from a, a, a longtime fan listener, uh, the link for the Patreon page mm-hmm. and the link for the T-shirt First thing in the show notes. Okay, good. Yeah, so let's just do first things. So <clears throat> okay, people who who've been wanting something will have no excuse. You've been taking notes today. I've been taking notes. I've been taking notes. Oh, oh you doing it on your uh, notepad? Yeah, today. that's right. No, I was like, I'm thinking you online looking. No, shit no, no, up. no, 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 no. I, I was trying to find some of the link. That's what that oh, yeah, other thing was, and it kept. Bo- I was exactly. like, how do I forget? So yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, big shout out. We had a couple of the young writers hanging in with us today. Thank you, everybody who hung in. Jen, uh, I'm about to say Jen Prasanti. <laughs> Just Sonny <laughs> <you>. Drew, Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, forgive me, what's your last name? Oh, okay. Stacy Hawkins, Hawkins, Kim Ossup. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all Yay. for hanging out with us. Um, y'all want to yell out y'all Twitter just so people know who we are? At Lavender House. At Lavender House. At Lavender it's Stacey House. Stacy Hawkins. Where you at, Kim? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm at Creative K. Creative K. All right, that's what's up. Okay. Um, so everybody join me with us. You know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? Everybody. What kind of forever. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the rant room. So you want to
to be a rider Well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.